Welcome to Speaking of Sports. Speaking of Sports Nation. Did you know or if somebody told you three weeks ago that the Phillies would be sitting three games into playoff baseball, 3-0, and on the road, what would you have said? And, Wiz, kid, what do you think about that? Well, I would say absolutely no no way to start 3-0 and the way we had. It's been... It's been incredibly impressive. There's a couple oddities here, and this is not in the form of a trivia question, just observation. Tell me your first observation that doesn't mesh with the regular season. And well, a few. well, the only thing that that on on uh, quick thought jumps out is the defensive performance, and Big we've guy. we've had Big it's go. been pretty stellar. I mean, look at Castellanos yesterday with that huge catch in right field. That that wasn't here early this Where year. Where does it come from? <laughs> that catch was in. That catch saved the. the really saved the game because as we talked about uh, yesterday, if that ball slips through, there's inside. a very decent chance that could be inside the park home run as that ball is creeping down the right field line or tail starts to tail away down there. You're two for two, my man. Before I go to Coach Al and the Wiz Kid, and you could call me Chuck, Coach Chuck for now. Uh, we uh, reconstructed the play, Coach. And we did frame by frame, and Marsh is um, to the left of second base. If you're the if you're the batter, he's got to run. He's got to go basically to Grand Canyon back. There's, he has no chance of getting to that ball to do anything effectively. So uh, Castellanos has to get up after a full dive. You know he, he's slow afoot. Go back to a ball that's a dying quail. When it gets to the corner, it's wounded. It's bleeding out. It doesn't have any life in it. It spins down there and just sits in the corner. Uh, he's got to get up, go get that ball with a weak arm. Hopefully, the cutoff guy, unlike most, goes out deeper. So he's out too hopping to throw, which is another 18 steps running. It's just not going to work. That's an inside the park and run. The batter is of... Average speed, not super quick. Uh, does that you agree with that observation? Coach? I agree, and especially that spin always goes towards that always corner. Right. I mean, even if it hits the outside tip of his glove and it goes trickling in there, he's completely prone by the time he gets up and this and that. And at the worst, they're going to have a man on third with one out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh, worst yeah. case scenario. That, man on definitely third, that. One out. I mean, he he could walk literally walk when he gets the second to third, so that's not even an issue. Um, He's also, the way his body position is, not exactly what you call athletically ready to hop back up and sprint. So I think he gives up half a baseline just getting the heck up from where he, I mean, full cart layout, unbelievable. Oh, I yeah. thought it bounced. Did you see it? I thought it bounced. No, that was, was right, listening to that it. That was right in the web. No, he had it. Yeah, he yeah. had it. But, but my phone blew up saying it bounced. I said, I saw that too. Sometimes the way they turn the glove real quick creates a bounced look but anyway what a spectacular play give me a second oddity coach what else do you, have you watched in three games and go wow i don't know that that's common to the regular season well one thing is the home run wasn't the main way they're scoring runs excellent with some bunts and moving hitters and winding up with sacrifice flies and that's the way you and i <laughs> like to play ball and played ball and managed and all that type uh, of stuff i mean so. like what Heck, I mean, you watch thinking the postseason should play out like the regular season because you just watch it for 162 games. Oh, no. All of a sudden, everybody's trying to bunt. 
even the home run hitters, Harper and, and Schwarber, which when they show the shift and Harper looks at that, and he says, you know what? Right now, if I put a bunt down, it's a double. It's second and third. Hey, if you said to the bench, coach, I'm going to hit a double, but not a home run, what would the coach say? Yeah. Have at it. Yeah. So, and Harper's so frustrated because he knows Wiz, all he has to do is get it down to the third base line. Just get it down. The shortstop was five feet from second. There's no, I have a picture of it. If, if, if Jimmy can put it up, I'll send it to him. Shorebirds in the same situation. But they're bunting runners over and then they're sacking them in. They, they've got, I think, six sack bunt, sack flies so far in three games. I don't know that you could go back in the regular season and give me six examples of that. I'll bet you a steak dinner you can't. And by the way, add to that no errors in the three games. That That's amazing up. in itself. And then yesterday, with all the hits they got, and JT, Schwarber, and Hoskins were two for 15. Uh, the top two batters, one for 29 in three games. Wiz is going to check me on this. I know he is. I'm going to say one for 29. I know I texted that out yesterday afternoon. Um, first two batters in the order, one for 29. We, we're, we're going to try not in this show to do a lot of I told you so's and stuff like that. We're going to be forward thinking. But we spoke a lot about our leadoff hitter. And when it gets to better elite level pitching, it's going to be a, a colossal mistake. Schwarber, prove us wrong we've never wanted to be wrong so much in our life but as of right now and they're not good at bats they're not he's not hitting the ball in the barrel um so anyway uh, to watch this team play defense play small ball move runners over and then get the sack fly so even in the regular season if they did that second or third which they did not you wouldn't get the sacrifice fly bingo two or three times we've done that on cue so it is small ball you've had good pitching Yesterday, Suarez, not so good. Five walks, can't have. Man, when the team gives you a lead, what's the one thing you don't do, Coach? Well, base on balls kill you. And I'll tell you, Gosh. yesterday, I think, what, he left the bases loaded a couple times, and he got out of some jams. Otherwise, I mean, I didn't see most of the game because of a commitment I had. Right. But I was so shocked when I saw in the fourth inning, or the fifth inning, Schwarber, that was his fourth at bat. I said, where – where they get all the hits? And yeah. the top three guys are three for thirty-seven. There you go. Schwarber okay. over twelve, Hoskins one for fourteen, and Real Muto two for eleven. There may be a pinch hitter somewhere in between, but yeah, I mean, just look at the leadoff hitter to start. Schwarber over twelve, and we're three and zero. That's a great thing, and it's also a scary thing. If you give us that stat last week, and we all come up with our prognostications. Who's saying three and out after hearing that number? No one. Not I. You can't. No one. You can't. Even without the errors and the sacrifice flies, a little small ball, you're saying those guys have to be on base more than that for us to win a, a postseason game. That's what makes this game so great, and that's what makes this game and so You know, great. you got things like the Braves being so well-rested, and here it, it was a figure in the paper that they're 20% worse when they're weight they're, – Six days, eight days before they pitch again. I don't like a break. I mean, yeah. I know our team. It showed up there. I don't think anybody wants that much rest. How do you stay game ready, right? My only concern is looking at how we've won these games. Yeah. And knowing that our top of the lineup has been that bad. Because I don't think that you can get away with that against the Dodgers. That's a great point. Teams like that. No. You know, they'll, they'll love Harper to come up with no one on. Yep. And two outs. Or, or, or Real Muto. 
or Castellanos if he's going to be this hot. If they, we, we have to get that top of the lineup figured out. And I don't know if that means the coach will make a change this late in the season now. Never. You know, will he put a Segura who's hitting three thirty right nope. now in the playoffs up there? Are they just going to ride with Schwarber all the way through? All the way through. But I mean, 0 for twelve right now in the playoffs. And we said it all year. He this guy does not hit good pitchers, no, and that's what he's seeing. He yep. does not hit yep. good pitchers, and we can't expect him to all of a sudden start doing that now in the playoffs. And yeah, he's going to get his home runs. There's no doubt he's going to get some home runs, but. 0 for 12, and then 1 for 14 with the Hoskins. I'm not as worried about Hoskins. He's so streaky. But Schwarber's a huge problem right now. He's not walking. He's not getting on base. He's striking out. He's popping up. He had yeah, one good at bat. I think we had a sack fly. Yep. That's that's all he's done. He's, it's, and defensively, he's not exactly doing much out there either. The lefties don't have to think much about it. The righties know from uh, the 12-6, you know, you got to keep it low. Can't hang it. Of course, you can uh, they also throw them off the plate, and they come in and play, and they know how to pitch them, the, the righties. Uh, let's hope he proves us wrong, because I think to, to, to Chad's point, we're definitely going to need the top of the batting order if we're going to win some of these games. We're very lucky. Not I'm not going to put this all on luck. We're very fortunate to have that statistic prevailing over 3-0 and in postseason baseball. Well, you, you know, don't see that much. Other managers will switch now with Freed, who had a bad day yesterday, but he's a tough lefty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. would think maybe against a good lefty, when you know Schwarber has so much trouble hitting lefties, you might drop him down. But I mean, yeah. he was 0 for, 0 for 5 yesterday with a yeah. strikeout and two men left on base. Yeah. And that's, for that's the, just the uh, problem right there. And for the analytics haters, this is what you take away from yesterday's game. With, and we don't want to dive in too deep to analytics, you all run away. But yesterday, the Phillies' approach was to get to the pitcher early in the count and that's what you saw you saw attack early swing baseball and he got three four knocks in a row off of it if this guy's going to put one mistake over the plate swing at it and then the rest is on the hitter uh, a lot of times you'll see the grind we're working yeah you're working and you're grinding and you're one and two and we'll convert your batting average against this cat to 089 when you're one and two. Don't get the one and two, right, Chad? I mean, that makes sense. Don't do that, no. Don't do that. No, 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 right? Well, how many times have we talked about we're tired of seeing Hoskins and different people taking the first pitch right, right down, down the middle, yep. and that might be the best one you're going to get, and all of a sudden you're 0-1. And that was their model yesterday, and yes, that is based on deep analytics and study and video, and and it worked for them. I, I questioned this. Now, you both didn't see the game, correct? I listened to it. There's a play, I believe it's the fourth inning with JT. Um, ball back to the pitcher. He throws the first. The first baseman comes off the bag, comes back down. Watching it live, Marion was there. I said, he got back out. And she's, she's good. She's got good hands. She says, yeah, I agree. Um, they do the replay. They show. He obviously leaves, leaves the bag. Comes back and appears to have the bag. No replay by Atlanta. That goes on to be a two-run inning, and if you reconstruct the inning. Now, would, would the batters have hit a sack fly? You don't know what Harper would have done. But you do know that there's an out, okay, in an inning where they score two runs after that. What the heck's Atlanta doing? And if, if you're out there and you know better, once again, 609-828-5569, please, you'll get Christmas gifts and cards, uh, holiday gifts, Send me your input because I could not read anything on it today. I could not see. I couldn't get it on Twitter. No, nobody had to play. I had a couple of our uh, SOS uh, fans out there looking, scouring for it. Nobody could find the play. Um, 
it may have been that the first baseman knew he didn't have the bag and waved off the bench, but not on replay. It looks like he's on the corner of the bag. No replay. It just didn't make any sense whatsoever. I love input on that. Um, but I mean, you know, Segura could he could he bat leadoff? I mean, we've talked about well, we've talked about times, it all right? years. He's more than yeah. capable of batting leadoff, and he, I mean, he really should in my eyes. But I think at this point, um, what's the saying? Beating a dead horse. I think yeah. I've done that this year when it comes to Schwarber in the leadoff position. Yeah, I hope yeah, he does right. well. Naturally, we're all pulling for him. We want the Phillies to win. I just I have <laughs> concerns over him in the leadoff spot as we get deeper into the postseason. Yep, it but. W- um, you know, we'll see, I guess, because I don't think that's changing at this point. It was the top of the third with JT. Uh, you've got game one, no errors, one double play. Game two, no errors, zero double plays. Game three, no errors, one double play. And they're, ma- they're picking it. Uh, Baum has played the heck out of third base. Man, he's made some. He's apps. come a long way this year. Shoot. He's come a very long way. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a 295 hitter next year. Will he develop some Power, ability yeah, to walk. OPS. Well, I really think he's capable of hitting 25 home runs, and I think Stutt could hit 20. I really do. I just think they're going to be 10-year pros, and I, I love both of them. We talked about Atlanta's proclivity to strike out a lot leading baseball. Sure enough, yesterday with bases loaded, what did they do? They struck out. They had 12 strikeouts, left a lot of men on base. But you, you watch the game, and you knew eventually, I kept saying, Mary, I'm like, it's only the fourth. I thought it would be like the seventh, and I kept saying there is so much time left, and you knew Schwartz was not going to be in there deep. You don't expect him to leave that soon, and you know you're going to ask your bullpen now to give you like six, five, six innings, and you know Atlanta's going to get to the pen that long, and darn if they don't, and uh, what a game. I mean, talk about everything, right? Well, you know, I don't have much confidence in Brogdon. It seems like, you know, what he used to. He throws a fastball and a changeup. Now, we, the confidence we have in Alvarado, Sir Anthony, we know his capabilities. Yesterday was a good one. And then all of a sudden, Eflin, who they've tried to go with confidence factor, I think something late, gives up that three-run homer. And all of a sudden, you're going, uh-oh. And then the catch, amazing game. I'm a little yeah. concerned at Eflin being our uh, our late-game guy. He's just he doesn't It's not fitting right there. He nope. hasn't looked good. Yesterday hurt him more than anyone expected. No one expected him to come up, come in, and give up that home run like that. But it's he's not looking good right there. Um, I don't know what we're gonna what we're gonna do about that. But we, it, you know, what we got to do, Chad. We got to get that seven innings out of our starters, yeah. and then yeah. it's not big decisions to be made. Which, which Wheeler and Noah, I won't say should do. That's certainly what we're hoping could for. do. Right. It's really great that we have Wheeler pitching today because yesterday we did use a ton yeah. of pitchers. I mean, Ranger only got three innings. He started off yeah. really shaky. He ended up having a a good game, a good you know good outing for what for what he when he was out there. He settled in, got five strikeouts and three point one innings. That's not bad at all. But having Wheeler go today, we're gonna need we're gonna need seven strong out of him. Yeah. If we can get to eight, that'd be great. We sort of emptied the clip in the bullpen. Well, I think everybody realizes, too, that Robertson's off the thing on a freak injury, tr- jumping up and down in the clubhouse, you. and he pulled that a leg hurts. muscle. I don't, I don't get that until game time. And I text out, this is crucial. This is brutal. That's the guy in the pen. You're, you just know you give the baseball to. Postseason play his entire there. career. Yeah. Looking good right now. Back from the injury, and you're like, ah, oh, as long as we have him, we know we've got four outs, five outs. 
and you see that he hurts his calf. And you know, calf injuries, they're they're really stubborn, you know. Uh, I don't know the severity of it. Nobody mentioned the next series. I guess we're not going to give that to us right now. But um, if he's out, if we do make it to the next series against, let's say, the Dodgers, boy, you're going to miss him, right? Well, in this regular league games, you'd have seen Nelson in there trying to get like three innings or something and to keep you in the ball game. Yeah, and jumping up and down on, on Harper. Relax there, big guy. I mean, get excited. But don't go ch- I guess we, uh, it shows, Chad, how easily you get injured, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an unfortunate unfortunate injury. Uh, but we got to move on and deal with it. Next man next, up. Next guy's ready to go. and uh, Next man yeah. up. <laughs> Why don't we look at the uh, probably the best game of the postseason so far, which was the Astros' comeback yesterday. Wow. Yeah, let's go. So, Move first off. game of the ALDS. Seattle is at Houston. If you don't know, the final score was 8-7 to seven Houston as they scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth and three runs in the bottom of the ninth on a walk-off home run. And this was an absolutely crazy ending, very questionable ending. A lot of Mariners fans are not happy right now, or really anyone who's anti-Astros, which, to be honest, is probably everyone except Astros fans. Oh, baseball world, so, get over it, my lord! It was five thousand years ago. Oh, it doesn't make it right. No one's rooting for the Astros, and the no. ha- half those players are, are like still there. So, yeah. what happened yesterday was Robbie Ray, who was a left-handed pitcher, he's a starter. Starter. He came in yesterday to face Jordan Alvarez, probably the best hitter in baseball, in the bottom of the ninth inning on two days rest. Jordan Alvarez is a lefty. And Robbie Ray is lefty. So just based on that, you think, hey, maybe this this makes sense, right? Well, here's what happened. Robbie Ray got blown up. He threw two pitches, and the second pitch on an 0-1 count was absolutely crushed 435 feet for a three-run walk-off home run. So now let's look at kind of the numbers behind it. In 2022, say, how did Jordan Alvarez do against lefties? Well, he hit 299 against righties, and he hit 321 versus lefties. How about that number? <laughs> And he is a lefty, so he had, he had a 400 on base percentage versus righties and a 412 versus lefties. Uh-huh. So right there, he's showing he hits lefties just as good, if not better, than righties. So let's bring a lefty in. So we think, hey, let's look at Robbie Ray. Well, how'd Robbie Ray do? And he was better against lefties, as he should be. He is a lefty pitcher. His batting average against lefties was like 212, 260 on base. All that's good. But here's the problem. Robbie Ray threw 10.2 innings against this year versus the Astros, and he gave up 13 runs. Wow which is an ERA of 10.97. That is the worst amongst any team this year for him. And that's also the highest ERA slash or really highest OPS that any pitcher has given up against the Astros in all of baseball this year. Only on speaking of sports will you get With a minimum of four innings pitched. Just the guy we want to forget, coach. Yeah, right. And why would Seattle be upset about this? So Paul Seward, (laughs) who is a righty, he is their closer. He had a 2.67 ERA this year. He had 20 saves and 25 opportunities. And against lefties, his batting average was 167, 245 on base. All of his numbers against lefties are more effective than Robbie Ray. A a reminder, Robbie Ray's batting average against lefties, 212. Paul Seward's, 167. So go to the next uh, next page here, guys, and look at this. Seward is better against lefties in every single major category. And as I said before, Robbie Ray's OPS against the Astros this year is higher than any other pitcher in baseball with at least four innings pitch. The Astros have hit 442 this year with an 865 slug against Robbie Ray. Why are we bringing this guy in? 
on top of that, despite that Rob Ray had a good year, he's always struggled with the long ball, which is the only thing you don't want at that point is a three-run home run. He allowed the third most home runs in baseball this year with 32 home runs allowed. An argument can literally be made that this was the worst pitcher on the planet to come in and face Jordan Alvarez and the Astros against this moment. Uh, and no, 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 there's more. Jordan Alvarez, he's now hitting 500 on a roll with a 1.9 OPS against Robbie Ray with two hits and two walks and six plate appearances. You know how Jordan Alvarez does against Paul Seward, the guy who was in there? He's one for seven in his career. So let's just sum it all up here. Here are the eight or seven facts that were going on. Robbie Ray's terrible against the Astros all year. Check. He's gave up the third most home runs in baseball this year. Check. He has zero saves in his MLB career. He's a starting pitcher. Check. Jordan Alvarez hits lefties just as good as righties, if not better. Check. Paul Seward, the closer, who got replaced, had a great year and has better stats than Robbie Ray in all major categories. Check. Jordan Alvarez has destroyed Robbie Ray over his career. Check. And Jordan Alvarez has struggled against Paul Seward over his career. Check. Now, with these facts in mind, the manager, Scott Servas, who <laughs> makes an estimated $800,000 a year for these critical decisions, brought in Robbie Ray. Check. Hold you on, tell me how that now. makes any sense. Yes, hello. Sure, we can. This is Major League Baseball. They want to know if you'll join the show. We hate to lose you. but can. No, but I will take the managing job over in Seattle. Well, well done, buddy. Well it, done. It that's, well, you can get it now that Tony LaRusso is finally I, hey, listen, retired. Can we agree that's his best catch rant of the whole bit of the year? It's Super. It. Nice job. Thank That's, you. It, not only it, a nice job on the catch, it, but the portrayal, the, the emotion, the passion. Hey, see, here's the problem. It just shows that you can be an unbelievable player or just a bad player. It does not mean you just because you played baseball or you played any professional sport, it therefore does not mean you have the ability to then coach effectively. Yeah. There is such a difference between having the physical ability to play a sport at the professional level and having the the really the skill set to coach effectively they are totally different things game, game totally field. different things just talk to ozark about jerry martin and greg luzinski the ninth inning oh, defense i was play. there yeah and Powell who brought the glove out from yeah i mean you know and why, why well if the game got tied bull was due to come up and bat and so you're going to coach the ninth inning defensively if okay Unlike you've coached all year long where you could have had a game tie too, but in this case you're going to let Lozinski. And isn't it just the the fates of evil baseball that have the ball hit out to the wall that's just out of his little flat-footed reach? It's not like you know Martin would have had it easy and you know the bull could have had it but did. And what an impact, and of course, a horrible call at first base. Lopes was out. And I was so high up in left center that I couldn't see that go oh, on. Really? I knew by the crowd what happened, but and, I couldn't see it. And we sold our lower-level seats, as may sound you know, criminal, but the numbers were ridiculous, to sit in not bad upper deck lower, and we're looking straight down on it. And when I saw Lezinski come out, the people I was with, my brother-in-law, Richie, got rest sizzle. I said, what's going on? You're not telling me Lezinski's going out to left field. So we're in an uproar over it. And lo and behold, you know, the ball's going to find a weak player. It always seemed when we played and we had one weak link on defense in the playoffs, playing you, you guys found that player. I mean, it's just the way it works. But... Very good. Uh, you don't realize I said to the hitter, make sure yeah, you hit it there. Yeah, yeah. we'll mention the player, <laughs> by the way. But, Bud, that was good. Let's switch. By the way, new format, you baseball fans. Uh, we're going to go 30 minutes hard. We have a drop dead at 30. So if we don't give you a proper farewell, 
and you got our numbers. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, that's why it's the clock says thirty. We can bust and we go to football for thirty. Two Same shows. Rules. We Two have shows. a thirty-minute show on baseball coming out, and a thirty-minute show on football that will probably be out a day or two later after that. That's the way it's going to work. If somebody does want to subscribe, and we would love you to subscribe it's a bit tricky just please explain that process well wherever you get your podcasts whether it's apple or spotify once you're on there there's just a button that says add it to your library subscribe to the show follow the show you'll see something along those three lines uh those three options you just choose that and uh, you click it and every time a new episode comes out you're going to get a notification on your phone that says hey speaking of sports has dropped a new episode why are people telling me they find it confusing what do you think's happening troubleshoot um honestly i Maybe they just are new to podcasts, but it's pretty much just that button. It's going to be, a, or there could be a plus button. It looks like a little cross. One of those four options, a plus if, button, to add to library, subscribe to show, follow the show. Those buttons are all there on any platform. If you, you just click that and you're good. If you're you enjoy go. us on Facebook, which obviously is the vast majority, and you don't mind subscribing to the podcast, you would be helping us tremendously if you take the time to do that. Uh, we would be extremely grateful Let's talk about the Yankees. Uh, that had some drama, too. Coach, you watch the game? I saw bits and pieces, yeah. About the uh, Donaldson almost home run. Oof. All what? year he's had those problems where he's running it out the and fans. then let the umpires make the decision. Stand, be standing on second base or, or even yep. if, you know, and the, the, it did come right back to the right fielder. And Donaldson, the way he wasn't running 100%, made, <laughs> might not have even made two, but at least you're on first base. You go from a home run to e- out. Emotions to out. The, the part that's embarrassing Yankee with fans. it is the ball was hit like 314 feet. That's not far. That's not a true home run. The, uh, now, the Yankees have been beat up on that all year because yep. of the short right field. Yep. Run the ball out. You, you didn't hit this ball 400 feet. You hit it 315 feet. Okay, 13-year-olds can do that nowadays. Like, what are you, what are you celebrating for, Josh Donaldson? It's not, it wasn't even close. Like, to, it wasn't, like, crushed or anything like right. that. It no. was barely out if it was out. Like, let's go. Run run the ball out. It's the playoffs. What are we doing over here? And once again, if somebody bet you a million dollars, guys, that no Yankee fan would touch a ball that hits the capping, it doesn't ricochet right downward, but upward. Okay, and that was his confusion, I believe. He still should have ran it out. I mean, have it out. And no Yankee fan after the, what was it, 2011 or 9 with the kid guy's name was Myers. Uh, or Okay, <laughs> nobody touches the ball. All of a sudden, the Yankee right field bleachers or uh, stands are all well behaved because if they touch it when it's in the air, they're going to have to call that a home run if it's in the air. So it hits the top of the coping, let's call it, and goes straight up. And then, you know, you can't tell if it's up and in towards the fans or up right over it or up towards the field. As an umpire, they're going to call that a home run. You you just can't do anything about it. Well, at worst, it's going to be an automatic double. But they don't touch it, which is odd in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Cleveland, come on, guys, get the bats. We were both behind them and thought you guys would be pesky. 174 batting average, four runs so far in playoffs, three home runs, slug, ugh. Two seven five, zero for twelve, uh, runners in scoring position. Wait to hear this stat. It gets worse. Thirty five Ks to four walks. There are team walks when they strike out in regular season. Shows the guy, gang, how this postseason baseball can be drastically different. We just talked about the Phillies and everything that went on with the with the Houston game. You're bringing a starter in, you know. 
it, it's crazy. And this guy that gets the home run is his name Harrison Bader. For Bader, Yankees. center fielder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a trade. Uh, the Cashman pulls off. The kid uh, used to walk the Yankee Stadium. He went to the, uh, well, I should have the name of the school, Horace Mann School, five miles away. Had everybody in the stands last night. Gets traded back to the Yankees. Hits a thing. I mean, how cool is that, man? How cool is that? You know what's neat, too? He looks like a young Charlie Hustle, to yeah. use that term again. Yeah. And, you know, if he watched the Yankees, you know, and saw their ex-center fielder, the way he hustled and ran everything out, he patted himself after him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he definitely looks like a player, and the Yankees pulled another one off. Yeah, it's a big one, that game one. Of course, the Dodgers, you watch the game, you wonder what they're doing differently than the other team. They have seven hits. The other team, Padres, have seven hits. They do this, they do that, the other team does it. You're watching the game going, why are they ahead? You know? <laughs> uh, it's a win. They make plays. They got great arms. They they don't walk. Uh, they do walk uh, at bat. They don't walk pitching. Um, but a lot of times the box scores will belie the reality. You look at the box score, the other team won. Um, you know, they, they you look at their stats for 22 you got batters under 200, 189, 199. I can name them all, but I won't. You got batters at 208, 211, and 216. You know, and you look at that group and you go, that's the highest run differential, you know, 333, whatever, in modern baseball. Then you look at the relief. Do you know the Dodgers closer last night, uh, Coach? I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm really not, but do you know who it is? I saw when Martin threw. Yeah, Chris Martin. I bet if you stop. You know, 100 people in L.A. today and ask them the closer, uh, they may not know. I mean, I know it was Kimball doing Kimball most of the time, yeah. But they have a lot of innocuous people. If you look at the list of of uh, Dodger uh, bullpen guys, I think you gave, gave that to us. And they all seem yeah. to throw pretty quick, too. Yeah, I mean, the way they, they coach um, – but they're not a lot of big names. You know, uh, Brewster, Gratterall, how do you pronounce that? And, and – Monty and Ferguson and I mean you just yeah but they're all solid they're yeah. all solid yeah, they are they all got one point the teams the teams loaded I guess the point people are listening is okay Chuck what the, you're rambling what's your point here's my point almost regardless of who you put on the mound the Dodgers have developed players unbelievably in pitching it's to every year. Every single year, when I look at the composite stats during and after the year, the Dodgers have the best ERA. And it's not because of Kershaw anymore. It's not the top three guys. They're hurt. Well, he's not, but the other two. But they always seem to have great pitching, regardless of who they trade for or what they do. The guys go there and get better or do something. Pitch within their model. Who knows what it is? Yeah, you got the guys at the top three. The you know, it's amazing. Yeah. The biggest name on that list is David Price. Yeah, yeah. David. By far. Yeah. But I remember the beginning of the year, that kid Bickford threw a lot. He had a lot big head of blonde hair and everything, and I have to have a friend named Bill Bickford, so that's how I could associate that. But the other names certainly aren't household yeah. names. All right, we we got to move on from as they wrap up baseball here. What's the final predictions with the – How uh, much time do you have left? We're past 30. Well, so what's, we're past 30. Yeah, what's the final – uh, Philly's prediction for oh, the Rants, LDS. Skip Rants, go ahead. Predictions, we're out. Well, well, I think the Phillies are going to win in four. Here. I don't know if you're looking for that. Yeah, and next? Dodgers, 
I think you're really pushing it to try and think about beating the Dodgers. Yeah, Phillies beat Atlanta, and uh, I'm going to go game five uh, Dodgers. Uh, But, you know, they say anything can happen. So Phillies sweep the Braves 3-0. We win it Friday night. All right, gang. See you on the football side. That was the fastest hour of my life. I don't know how you guys feel. It was fun. See you soon.